Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, where we take the spices of conversation, fry them in the oil of humour, until they pop, 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 with the hottest podcast on the internet. I'm Ed Gamble, and over there is wee little James Acaster. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, we don't often hear your voice work in your intros. No. Took quite a little tour there, didn't we, through that? Went all over the place. Well, as we just sort of went from England to wherever you wherever you think that last accent was from. I don't like to tell people because that ruins well, it. Well, it seemed like you were in America at one point. And oh, then yeah, I, I did I did pop Ireland. to America, actually. There was a little trip to the States. And then Irish at the end, it seemed. No, it was Scottish, but never mind. Okay. Yeah, so this is why I don't tell people, because it's always a letdown when they find out where it is. Very clever. Yes. But, more importantly, this is the Off Menu podcast, where we have a guest into the Dream Restaurant, and we ask them their favourite ever starter... Main course, dessert, side dish, and drink, not in that order. And this week's special guest is Michelle, Michelle Keegan. Keegan. Michelle Keegan, a wonderful actor. Mm. Uh, she's in the brilliant show Brassic. She's done loads of other stuff before. Our girl, she was in Coronation Street for a long time. She's She's got a long and varied CV, James. But, of course, something that we'll be definitely speaking to her about, part of her CV, she was on the hit show... Celebrity Bake Off with our friend, we James Acaster. Yep, that's Irish, surely. No. She was on it with me and she won. And they don't tell you who came second, third or fourth. So Mm -hmm. we'll never know. I did. But it it did hurt. You came fourth. I guess it was Michelle Keegan, Ryland, Russell Tovey, you. Well, that's how it read in the edit. On the day as well, right? Well, on the day everyone's in their own world. You don't know who's... You know, we were all just. We all came out and we we all, we all said, "No way of knowing who came second there." Who said that? No one said that. What does everyone kind of thought it? It was you at the bottom. Everyone thought it. Russell Tovey, Ryland, Michelle Keegan at the top. You know, I mean, everyone thought on the day it could go. You know, it could have gone any either way. Like no. we were all on the podium. No, is the main thing. 
No. It's first, second, third is a podium. You were fourth. Well, that's in the edit. I was fourth. Yeah, and in the, on the day. But Michelle Keegan, and I don't like to say this, it makes me sound like a sore loser, but I, she may have cheated and there may have been some foul play. How do you think she cheated? I would like to get to the are, bottom are you of gonna, it. You're going to bring this up, are you? She's yeah. kindly lent her time to come and be on our podcast. Well, I lent my time to be on Bake Off and then I was completely screwed over by cheats. You lent your time for Stand Up to Cancer to be on Bake Off and yes. it actually lost the charity money, your appearance. And that's not what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Felt bad about that, but I think that's, again, I think that's Michelle's fault. I think she sabotaged no, me. No, no, no. They said, they all said when they called, because of James A. Caster's performance yes. and his bad flapjacks, mm. I'm taking back my five pounds. Yeah. £80,000 you lost the charity. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. But yeah. again, I think I was sabotaged by Keegs. So I'm going to find out. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to ask her in this episode. Well, I'll look forward to this episode then. I look forward to it. Look, this is a great podcast, which is why I think you should vote for us in the National Comedy Awards. Yeah, don't ask for your money back. Don't ask for your money back. I want you to go and vote for us in the National Comedy Awards. Yes. It's the big comedy awards. It used to be called the British Comedy Awards. Now it's called the National Comedy Awards. Yeah. We are up for Best Comedy Podcast, James. Yes. Uh, and I'm very excited. We're on the long list. So how it's working is there is a very long list of podcasts. You have to uh. vote for us to get onto the short list. Then when the short list is out, if we're on that, you have to vote for us again to win. So there's a lot of voting involved. Okay. But if you go to the nationalcomedyawards.com and vote for us in Best Comedy Podcast, we'd be mighty appreciative. See, that's what people don't understand about Bake Off, you see. That nope. if you're on the show, you know, there's four of you. All the people who didn't get on it who were on the long list, you know. who. So you got to remember that's the best four. No, because you didn't have to do any rounds previously, did you? Well, you're chosen because of your skill, your natural skill. No, you're not. And you're what chosen, they know. You were chosen specifically because you didn't have any skill and they knew it would be funny. They know these are the best four to have on, best four bakers. The National Comedy Awards, also in aid of Stand Up to Cancer, Go to the nationalcomedyawards.com to vote for Off Menu in the Best Comedy Podcast category. Yes. Please, we'd love to go to the party. Yeah, mainly we just want to go to that party. And we can't go if we're not on the shortlist. It's pathetic. Yeah. So just vote for us and then we'll be able to get on the shortlist so we can go to the party and see everybody. Yes. And James will dress as a genie at the party. Uh, yes. What? So, without further ado... Well, hold on a second. I think there's a further ado. The- the off-menu menu I mean, of for Michelle Keegan. We like Michelle, but of course, if she chooses a secret oh, ingredient, she gets. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. I just didn't want you to back out of what you agreed to. I can back out of it now because I, I, I'm the one who's remembered the format of the yeah, podcast. Right. You got you got blinded by awards. No, I just want you to dress as a genie to the ceremony. The glitz and glamour of the industry made you forget the format of your own podcast. I'm not used to being nominated for awards, James. It's only since I've teamed up with you that i get nominated for awards but yes. then also the downside of that is because i'm teamed up with you i'll never win an award no this is, so it's, this is it's like it's a monkey's paw situation here yes everything i've wished for and nothing i've wished for yes that's exactly this is my life <laughs> michelle keegan and believe me we've never had an episode before where i've hoped so much that someone picks the secret ingredient i would love it if i get to kick her out and the secret ingredient this week is desiccated, desiccated coconut. coconut. Look, I like coconut as a in general. You know, and maybe I even like desiccated coconut sometimes, but I completely have certain situations where I don't like it. There are certain dishes, mainly savoury dishes, where I'm like, could do without that being on there. And I completely get why other people don't like it. So I think it's a good secret ingredient. 
Well, uh, why do you think it's a good secret ingredient, James? Well, you seem to be backing the secret ingredient a lot. Is it because is it because Mr. Acaster that this secret ingredient was suggested by Diane Acaster? Oh, coincidence! Acaster. Diane Acaster. Not funny when you do it with that name, actually. I love it. Poor Diane. She'll absolutely hate being called Diane. Yep, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like anyone calling her Diane. I called her Diane once, and she got really angry with me. Yes. Yeah, she, she was already like angry with me because I'd brought I'd I'd brought the wrong evaporated milk to a cook along. But Shell chooses a desiccated coconut. She's out, and it will be ever the sweeter victory for me that my mum has helped me kick her out of the dream restaurant by choosing the secret ingredient. So I can't wait for it to happen. Well, let's get stuck in. Here it is: the off-menu menu of Michelle, Michelle Keegan. Keegan. Welcome, Michelle, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. Welcome, Michelle Keegan, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. There we are. (laughs) We fully downloaded the genie. Michelle, tell us, first of all, are you a foodie? I am a massive, massive foodie. And I'm not just saying it, this podcast is probably my dream restaurant podcast to do mm, yes and yes. i'm not honestly i'm not i'm not lying when i say that like food for me is life for the moment i wake up for the time i go to bed i'm thinking about food so yeah massive deal for me so what's your first thought you wake up what am i having for breakfast yeah but normally i do have a midnight snack i i do snack that's when in my i'm quite bad at snacking is like quite late at night so I am actually probably quite full from the night before, <laughs> um, if I'm being honest. So the first thought for me, cup of tea, biscuits. Hang on. So you're having cup of tea, biscuits in the morning, or you're still thinking about the cup of tea and biscuits from the night before? No, no. That's my first thought in the morning. Wake up, cup of tea, biscuits. Now, that this is already, you're thinking outside the box here, because you're essentially mm. doing what most people would consider to be an afternoon thing, First thing in the morning. Would you say that's an afternoon thing? Is that a southern thing? Because what for us northerners, it's it's tea and biscuits in the morning. You have like a rich tea or custard cream. It's like, that's definitely, that must be a northern thing then. I guess so, because I wouldn't say I consider a custard cream to be a morning snack. Oh, <gasps> no, Ed, you're missing out. It's fantastic. <laughs> I bet it is. Wakes my, my taste buds up, that's it. And then I go for the savoury option. Always start with the sweet, then we go to the savoury. Nice. I like this. Do you know um this again? I'm not I'm not lying when I say this. This question, what you guys are doing, is actually my um icebreaker question. Whenever I meet anyone, whether it's something you know I'm starting a new job and it's a bit awkward in the green room, you don't really know anyone, or you're in a car and you've got a long drive with a driver and you're just chit-chatting. This question is actually my go-to question. It breaks the ice. Now, Michelle, I don't want to bring. I didn't want to bring this up so early, but mm. you've met James before, of course. Oh, I have. Um, so, in the in the green room at the Great British Bake Off, yeah, we all know that the atmosphere was awkward because James made it like that. <laughs> Did you try and break the ice with this question? Well, to be fair, we were kept quite separated, weren't we, James? Like we had our own trailers, mm-hmm. and then the first time we saw, like, we met each other properly was in the tent at our own stations. Yes. So we didn't really have, you know, a communal space mm-hmm. where I could ask that question because I'm telling you, I would ask that question. That <laughs> yeah. question would have been asked. <laughs> no, the question didn't get asked, but we were kept separate and then we all got put into the tent. And then Michelle uh, 
Michelle cheated. <laughs> she cheated, I, I did she? I don't understand how James didn't win with his salty meringue. I don't <laughs> understand you. it. I don't Thank understand. You. And when he painted um, Prue on an egg, I mean, yeah. I thought artistically it was fantastic. Thank you. That yes. means a lot, Michelle, actually. I've, I've waited a long time for you to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it means a lot to me. <laughs> Very welcome. Can you, um, I mean, I, not that I want to relive it, mm. but um, do you want to uh, remind people, because you won, you you won the, you got the apron at home, I assume? I did. I did. Wonderful. And I wear it with pride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not bitter about it, James. Furious. I mean, I, I'm. I, I, he's main... as salty. He's as salty as his meringue, Michelle. <laughs> he was robbed. My main aim with this episode is to figure out how you cheated and how you. <laughs> <laughs> why? How and the, why? Some rigging went on because on the it was very clever cheating because <laughs> over the weekend you just seemed lovely and nice and friendly, <laughs> and uh, everyone liked you, and we we, we didn't know that. Behind the scenes, you were cheating. Very clever. Honestly, I'll have to say it, it, it was a definite fluke for me because I, I watched that back and I was like, how the hell did I manage to do that? Mm. Seriously, especially with those horns. Look, James, you know what I'm going to say. I think Michelle is being deliberately uh, quite modest there. I'll tell you how you won it, Michelle. And I've seen this episode again recently because oh, I showed you. it on E4 recently and you won by easily being the best. That, that's how you won. <laughs> I'll mm. take that. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> mm. like you baked all me. the best stuff. Yeah, that is cheese. <laughs> you cheated in that you uh, you sort of pre-prepared and knew how to bake. I did, and, I do that. Yeah. I did pre-prepare my um, flapjacks, my, I think mm. they were minty chocolatey flapjacks. I did mm. practice them a few times and I did do the showstopper the day before. What was your showstopper again? Remind us. It was the ski slope, mm. the meringue ski slope. Um, so I did practice that the day before, so I think it was very fresh in my mind. But see, with me, I'm not a great baker. I'm mm. not great at desserts. I love cooking at home. I, I, do, I cook a lot. But when it comes to desserts and, you know, sweet stuff, I'm not very good at that. So mm. I genuinely didn't think I was going to do well, but I smashed it out the park because <laughs> you didn't know you, did. you didn't know I mean, who you were up against you thought <laughs> well, you weren't going to do well and then you turned up and james acaster was there and the victory was sealed from that moment on <laughs> soon as i saw him putting salt in that meringue i was like done deal <laughs> tick that was one more one of my more confident moments in my life salt in the meringue. <laughs> like the cream horn round for me which is the technical yeah. round was a blur yeah the other ones, I was able to look over at what other people were doing and ha- have a little talk about, oh, what are you baking? What are you doing? Mm. The cream horns, I can't remember what was going on. How did you do on it? Because, like, I didn't finish <laughs> a single cream horn. They all fell apart. Ryland was giving me a lot of tips, but I was all over the place. I didn't even register how you were doing on that round or how you found it. Uh, well, I I won it. I won that <laughs> oh, round. God. No. Basically, I won that round. So, oh, no. but again, I'm. I, this is me not just saying it. I was a mess. I, I've never done that before. I've never made pastry before. I don't think I've actually ever made custard before, or whatever. Yes. Well, it's cream and custard mixed together. I've never done that before. So I didn't know how they're going to turn out. And I think what sealed the deal for me was apparently my pastry, because to, to look at Ryland's was actually better than mine. Right. And I hold my hands up. I hold my hands up. His was better than mine. But I think my pastry tipped it. I think that's mm. what happened. And since that day, I've never made pastry again. 
Me neither. So Ryland's so, looked better, but your pastry was better. Where was James in in the running? Was there anything that James had that might have might have won it for him? Do you think? <laughs> oh, were yeah. you aware that I was having a nightmare at the time? You know, no, you were. You were because at the end of the cream horn, you're meant to dip melted chocolate around the rim of the horn. Yeah. Where what James decided to do because he ran out of time was not dip the chocolate, nope. you know, the horn in the chocolate. He sprinkled chocolate buttons on the plate as decoration. Again, I'm surprised he didn't win. Quick thinking on the spot. To be fair, that's what James would do if he had an hour and a half and he was cooking it at home. (laughs) (laughs) It was really stressful, though. Yeah, it looked looked awful. I just distinctly remember James's um, horns being in the oven and them filming it through the oven door and the the horns just falling off the mould. It was like someone dropping a dressing gown. It was just all (laughs) slipped down. Weren't your horns standing up straight? Yes. Yeah. You meant to lie them. You meant you meant to lie yeah. them down, but James put his horns straight. Yeah. So the gravity pulled them down. Yeah. The most embarrassing thing about that is that I didn't know I'd done that wrong until just now when you said it. <laughs> I thought we were meant to put them standing up until just now. <laughs> Like, I know it went wrong for me, but until now, I've never known why they slid off the thing. And now it makes perfect sense that it meant to be on their sides. (laughs) Did you get a lot of people talk to you about your bake-off appearance and congratulate you on your win? I did, I did, I did. I think for my mum, that was the best thing I've ever done. No, never mind the jobs that I've had or anything like that and whatever. But for my mum, me winning bake-off was probably her proudest moment. Well, that's good then. I feel all right about it now. Yeah, so you let me win there, didn't you? My mum's <laughs> see, my mum's a cook. My mum's actually a cook, so and she's mm. really good at baking, my mum. Like she used to she's one of those when I was younger, she used to make everyone's birthday cakes, you know, in the area. Yeah. Oh, in the area, not just family. Oh, not just family, no, 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 no. Oh, like wow. neighbours and things like that. And she was it's one of them where she tried to do it as a business, but she just couldn't charge people. Mm. So she had to stop doing it because it cost her a fortune. Yes, she's a really good baker. So for her, she was very excited that I won. Mm. So I'm starting to think this is cheating now because yes. you've got it in your blood. That's mm. why you won. Yeah, um, that's cheating. My mum is also a very good baker and that's makes true. loads of birthday cakes. And so technically, <laughs> <laughs> well, it should still be in my blood On as well. paper, you should be really good. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, yeah. Wait till you hear this, Michelle. Go on. Not only is James's mum a really good baker, yeah. James's sister yeah. runs a flapjack company. <gasps> yeah. Right? You cheat. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, when when she started the flapjack company, which I believe was slightly after uh, the Bake Off thing, yeah. um, she had to distance herself from James because she knew it wouldn't help the flapjack. Yeah, sell. that's true. That is true. Although, I've yeah. got to say... You know, sticking up for James here. His flapjacks weren't that bad. Yeah. I tasted them and they were quite tasty. And if I remember rightly, they were the, was it the Bakewell tart flavour ones? Yeah. And they actually tasted really, were they just a bit wet in the middle? Yeah. Oh, uh, a bit wet is an understatement. It it was porridge. It was Bakewell porridge is what I made. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You did with a crispy outside rim. It was one of those moments after we'd done that first round where everyone was kind of tasting each other's stuff and people were coming over and tasting mine and everyone's saying, oh, do you know what? That's delicious. Those are really nice. And because I'd done so badly and had so much of a meltdown, I was in that that state of mind where I didn't trust anyone's opinions. I was like, like, lies. they're they're just trying to, it's just because I'm being a diva and they're trying to, they're trying to, 
to protect my ego and telling me it's nice and then I'd eat it. Be like, it does taste nice to me, actually. <laughs> no, did out of all the rounds, that was your yeah. best round. It was. Then it, it, wow. it sort of went downhill wow. from there. It was. It was. The, the flapjack was just the thing porridge. that gets brought up to me the most about being the, the worst thing that I did. It's, that was actually my high point. <laughs> just because it was actually tasty. Although it was yeah. porridge, it was still, it just. You know, it still tasted nice. When my sister started the flapjack company, mm. I suggested to her, hey, how about we do a thing where it's like a cup of, like, you know, liquid flapjack and people can just, like, walk away eating it because uh, as a homage, uh, she was like, no. Nope. bake off. She was like, yeah. no, nope, I'm changing my surname. I can't be involved with you. <laughs> i tell you what's exciting, though. Brassic, mm. there's a new series of Brassic coming out. Um, yes. The Great Benito uh, is absolutely, I mean, we think it's a fantastic show. Great Benito is, addic- is an addict. He talks yeah. about it all the time. He loves it so much. He's very excited that uh, there's another series coming out. Uh, what can we expect? Well, are you not allowed to tell us? Um, yeah, I could tell you a few things. So um, there's eight episodes this time. It used to be six. Now it's gone to eight. And the last series, we left Erin um, and Vinny in sort of a will they, won't they. Vinny gets taken off to prison. And before he goes to prison, Erin whispers something in, in his ear. And that's been sort of the general question that everyone asks me, like, what did you what did you whisper in Vinny's ear? We actually do find out this series what that is. It's basically fun, fast-paced comedy with a lot of heart. And I think that's why people, so many people relate to it. People always ask me, because you probably don't remember, Michelle, but at the moment in Bake Off when you whispered something in my ear, and people were like, <laughs> what was it? And it was, I cheated. That's what it was. You came up to me and you went, I cheated. <laughs> We always start with still or sparkling water. Uh, do you have a preference? I do, still. And I listened to when you did a podcast with Jamie Oliver and I totally agree with him. It just makes you gassy. Carbonated mm-hmm. water just makes you gassy. I don't know why people choose to drink that. We had a debate. I was on a shoot actually a few days ago and we had a debate what is more thirst quenching, fizzy water or still, and it has to be mm. still. Oh, and people still. are still coming back to me saying no. Fizzy water is. It blows my mind. Can you name names of who was on the the opposing side of that debate? Yeah, I will. Her name's Emily Clarkson. Uh-huh. She's a hair and makeup artist. I'm going to out her now. She thinks yeah. it's better. <laughs> Wrong. Clarkson, come on. I'm often disagreeing with people by saying, oh, Clarkson, that's rubbish. But it's yes. never Emily up until this never point. Emily. It's the first time it's been Emily. But I don't know. I just I just prefer still. You can You can drink it. Throughout the day, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're so thirsty, you just look at that glass of water and you just neck it and it's the best thing in the world. Aha. Uh-huh. So, you bring a glass of water to, uh, to bed with you? Always. Always. How big is the glass? Mm. How close to the bed is it? Mm. When you wake up to drink, how often are you waking up to drink it in the night? Mm-hmm. Do you Good. sit up to drink it? Do you attempt yes. to drink it while you're still lying down? This mm-hmm. is the key point. How you're drinking it. Okay. Yeah. It's a pint. Yes. <laughs> Not a mug, not a cup, a pint of water. Tap water. Yeah. Yes. Not a, not bottle water because I don't like the noise. I, I don't be fully awake when I'm drinking it. Yeah. That bottle, is, you know, this, you know, plastic yeah. noise. So, it wakes me up. It scares me. It makes me jump. The pl- the noise of plastic would wake you up and make you jump. Yeah. You know, you drink. You know, you're down yeah. it so hard, and the bottle is going, <laughs> and it sucks yeah. all the plastic in. I don't want yeah. that. That would be so your awake. It's a pint for me. So that's what you're doing, is it? You're, you're waking up in the night and you're down in a bottle of water like you're running a marathon. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And sucking it that hard that it, oh, it all yeah. collapses in when on I, itself. 
<laughs> like I said, I have midnight snacks quite a lot. Sure. And a lot of the time, that's something quite salty, like crisps, mm-hmm. piece of toast and ham on top. Mm. I don't know, just something easy. Yeah. And it's normally quite salty. So nine times out of ten, I will wake up for that glass of water. Yes. It would probably around, it'd be about, about 2 o'clock, 2 a.m., mm. um, in between 2 and 4, I'd say. And I'd reach for it. Oh, I'd have to reach far. It's probably next to my phone, which is charging next to me as well. Yeah. And I would sit up and drink it with my eyes still shut. Yeah. Oh, as soon as I quench my thirst, heads back in the pillow, straight back to sleep. Yeah. So your eyes shut the whole time. You can... Reach out, find the pint, sit yeah. up, drink from the pint, put it back exactly where it was, and go back oh, to yeah. sleep. Never opening your eyes. Never opening my eyes. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't want. The, I don't want the plastic bottle. Do you not worry that one time this eyes closed approach is going to really backfire? Are you going to yeah. just sit up with your eyes closed, reach over, and then put your phone in your mouth? To be fair, that's never happened yet. Yeah. Um, but n- no, no, I, I know it now. I know, I know it too well. I know the feel of it. I know where my mouth is. I just, I've got it. I've got it down to a T. So that's really impressive that you can do that. Although James, James had his eyes closed for the whole of Bake Off. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that's another thing I've learned. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. Popnums or bread? Popnums or bread, Michelle bread. Keegan? Popnums or bread? Bread, 100%. Yeah. What I really like about the question, problems of bread now, is because people know that it's coming. So it used to be initially that it was a surprise and then it would make it's people terrible. jump. Now people yeah. know that it's coming. So James gets this, like, I'd say, second time to say problems with bread, people are like, yeah, bread, just hurry up. <laughs> like me, they said, <laughs> yeah, I knew it was it. coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. It was Never coming. Scare me. For me, bread and butter is the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. That's how simple it is. I used to, I lived next door to a, um, a lady and a gentleman called Pat and Martin. And mm-hmm. when I was younger, I used to climb over their fence. Must have been about three or four. And I remember the bread they used to give me, like the, the thick crust one <laughs> where you slice off yourself. Did you grow up in, in Victorian times? It was like out of an advert. It was like out of an advert. Kids, kids wanted sweets, <laughs> things like that, lollies, ice creams. Nah, I wanted the bread. I wanted the carbs. Were you in Fagin's gang? <laughs> what do you mean you used to climb over someone's fence and they would give you bread? I used to climb over <laughs> Pat and Martin's fence. Yeah. And he used to, like, to be fair, I remember the, the, the cut was so thick. It was just like a doorstopper. And she used to use real butter that my mum and dad never used to have. I think they used to just use, I don't know, bloody marge or something like that. Rubbish yeah. butter. But this yeah. butter... Oh, I just remember it being so thick on this bread. And for me, that's never left me. Like, I can't say, you know, when you're in a restaurant, you sat down and you're starving, you wait for your meal, and they bring over the, the basket with the bread in. And some people, the good people, go, oh, no, 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 I'm going to save myself. I don't. I delve straight into that basket. Straight in. you got to go straight, straight in. in. Bread and butter for me is life. I just want to know what it was like from Pat and Martin's perspective that they're like, oh, yeah. that. That girl from next door's just climbed over the fence again. Go, go and give her some bread, Martin. Otherwise, she won't go away. <laughs> oh, she's here again. Very important detail. How high is this fence? Yeah, <laughs> um, climbing over. It was. What I remember standing up next to the fence and putting my fingertips over and trying to look over and see if they're on the drive. So it was actually quite high for a three, four-year-old. Yeah, but yeah. I climbed over it. I was able to whip my leg over. Were they giving you this bread, or did you take it off the bird table? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. It's one of those. I was going to say times make me sound really ancient, but you know when you used yeah. to leave doors open and neighbours used to just turn up and walk in and go hello. 
like walk yeah. in. That was just what you know where we lived. That was just the norm. Like my mum's door was open, Pat and Martin's door was open, and they had those you know those things that used to hang down the what was it called the the fly things. So you don't like flies. Oh, yeah. you used to hang down the beads. The beads. Yeah, in the doorway, you got those like long. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the long beads. You walk in like you're in a sex shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How would you know that, James? Yeah, good point. That's <laughs> 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 where I live. <laughs> James lives in a sex shop. I think they heard. I think they heard me coming before the actually knew I was in the house. They heard me walk in because of the beads, and they was like, "Quick, get the bread." Did you have any other neighbours that you would go to for food? Oh yeah. I had Brenda and Barry, the other side. Yeah. Um, and they used to get me my, you know, I will say 99p um, ice cream with a flake. Yeah. But back back then it was 50p. Yeah. And I used to get them that off them because they had a little boy. So I used to climb over the other fence to go and get my ice cream off them. Now, okay, more questions. Um, <laughs> it sounds like I was a little, a little pest. <laughs> He's going around to me, scavenging well, food. I, I, I love that. Well, I've got two questions. Uh, number one is, did you only climb over their fence when you heard the ice cream van jingle and you went and went to that they would get you an ice cream? Were, or was it not even from the ice cream van where they just scooped it for you from their own fridge, but in which case it's not a real Mr. Whippy? And also, why is one of the important details because they had a little boy? <laughs> yeah. Right, let me go through this question. I think, no. No, sometimes it would be because of the ice cream man. So I thought, my mum and dad, they're not going to say yes to it. So I'm going to ask Brenda and Barry. So that <laughs> sometimes it was that that reason. Yeah. But I Couple knew they had touches. the soft scoop. The soft, yeah. The soft scoop in the freezer. You know, the, um, the oh, bright yeah. yellow one. Yeah, and yeah. And they used to give me that with raspberry sauce oh, yeah. and a wafer in there. Mm. And the reason why I say Scott is because I wasn't just climbing over fences to random neighbours and they had no children and it's just like me, like a little orphan, like, can I have some food, please? <laughs> there was, like, other children involved as well. Like, Scott used to be like, oh, come on, come and get some ice cream if you want. Right. Mm-hmm. So that gave me the push to climb over the fence. Talking of climbing over the fence as well, Yeah. my mum and dad used to live behind a moss, like uh-huh. fields. Yeah. And they used to grow lettuces, carrots, potatoes we We never used to go supermarkets yeah i'm dropping them in we used to get our vegetables from the moss is that legal i look back now i think we were nicking vegetables off that farmer i mean you are painting an incredible picture of growing up in the north by the way (laughs) just climbing over fences just finding food climbing over fences and just scavenging also it's kind of a full meal isn't it you you, you, you climb over to pat and martin you get your your bread before the main meal Climb over to the moss, get get a whole like a whole meal there, a whole soup, whatever you want. Then pop yeah. over to Barry and Brenda for dessert. <laughs> I just want to clarify that you are saying moss, just in case anyone misheard uh, that you were stealing cabbages from a mosque. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, moss, moss, yeah, moss. moss. Yeah. But yeah, to be fair, my mum and dad saved a lot of money, didn't they, when I was growing yeah. up? Yeah. Now you were climbing over mm. to the different neighbours. Did little mm. Scott ever climb over to your garden for a tub full of marge? Uh. <laughs> Not that I remember. I don't think we had anything to offer that was more exciting than, you know, bread and butter or ice cream. I remember, actually, we used to have a lot of turkey twizzlers in the house, which Jamie Oliver's going to absolutely hate. But we did, and we had, you know, the chicken drumsticks with the breadcrumbs on Mm -hmm. and the dinosaurs, the breaded dinosaurs. Because my my mum was a school cook at my school. So she used to, again, (laughs) 
Yeah. Who's to nick that and then bring that home as well? <laughs> we started off with Ed asking you if you were like one of Fagin's children. I don't think uh, you were. <laughs> I think honestly, yeah. Looking looking by my childhood now, yeah, I probably was. Now, if you climbed over and they were out, what would you do? I only ask specifically because uh, I lived next door to a little boy mm. when I was a little boy as well, and we would occasionally climb over each other's fences and hang what? out. And one day, me and my mum got home from the shops and he was just in our house because he climbed over into the garden and then I wasn't in and he was shouting for me. Uh, and then there was a tiny little window in the kitchen that was slightly open and he Stop climbed in, into the kitchen like a burglar. He just stood That's in terrifying. our kitchen. Yeah, really scary. No, I don't remember doing that. I think I knocked on and then if they weren't in, I'd get straight back over and I go and get my turkey Twizzlers. Knocked on. Knocked on is a phrase that I've yeah. only I've only learned in the last couple of years because my, my girlfriend's from Salford. And, I'm uh, from Salford. Whereabouts in Salford is she from? I'll get the exact street from her when we finish the podcast. I'll, uh, <laughs> Find out. Yeah. I'll ask her. She, she, I'm um, just, I went to college in Salford as well. Her parents are called Barry and Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not Barry and Brenda's daughter, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she says knocked on, and I'd never heard knocked, knocked on before. On. And close to, do you say close to? Like she said, oh, I don't know, I haven't seen it close to. She'll say instead of close up. No, I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard that one. Give me another one. She says, um, this is a phrase she uses a lot. Oh, James, stop being such a fucking idiot. Have you heard that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard that plenty of times. <laughs> and I use it. <laughs> well, I mean, the problem is now is that, you know, we'd want to get onto the main meal again, but now I have mm. loads more questions, but this time they're for Ed. Mm. Because um, mm. I uh, I didn't know that there was a little boy that Ed used to oh. play with in the garden, and then they would climb over to each other's fences. And that when Ed wasn't there, he'd be calling out for Ed. I want to know who this little boy was if Ed still knows the little boy no I don't know him anymore we were once hanging out on top of his shed he had a big flat roof shed and he dared me to do a poo off the edge of it and I did it (laughs) your dream starter like I said the beginning this for me is the question that I ask everyone so I've got my answers nailed down now my go-to starter has to be gambas pill pill which is the Spanish, like a tap, I love tapas, you see. Mm-hmm. So it's like a garlic and chili king prawn dish in sizzling olive oil that I would have with freshly made bread, still warm, that I can dip into the olive oil. That's my mm. starter. That's my dream starter. I love it. Sounds delicious. I love it because it's exciting when it comes to the table. Anything that's sizzling mm. when it arrives at the table, you're like, yeah. my evening's starting. Here we go. There's a party happening. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And the smell and the fumes mm. coming from the... Oh, yeah. And it's always in one of those terracotta little those little mm. dishes. I just think it looks it looks better as well. And straight yeah. away, when you see it, you just want to eat it. Is this the same bread that you've had as your starter that you're dipping into the gas gas pill pill? Um, gambas gas Gambas pill pill. You know what? Change it up. Let's have, let's have another bread. I've got bread mm. for starter. Well, starter, starter. Pat and Martin's bread is the starter. Yes. And this one has to be just a regular baguette that you rip. You can rip apart and and then dip. We need to know the order of which, because you've obviously thought about the water and how you do the water. Yeah. You obviously care about the details. So what we need to know is the gambas pill pill is arriving, not the gas gas pill pill. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's for after the meal. (laughs) Um, Have a a Rennie. Are you dipping straight away or are you eating the prawns and then dipping in what's left? Or are you dipping prawn, dipping prawn, dipping prawn? No, I I dip straight away because I need to taste if it's going to be... 
by the olive oil, I know if that's going to be a good gambas pill pill, mm-hmm. just by the taste of the olive oil. So I dip, dip, dip. Obviously, normally it's sizzling, so the prawns are going to be like lava in your mouth. So I need to wait for them to cool down. And then afterwards, it's prawn, dip, prawn, dip. At the end, get the remaining bit of bread and just soak up all the goodness. Have you always been someone who uses the bread to soak everything up? Or can you remember there being a time in your life when you started mopping up stuff with the bread? Because I remember being a kid, and when I started doing that, it was a revelation. What did you mop up? Was it gravy? It'd be gravy, yeah, whatever was on the plate. Normally gravy, and Mm. then suddenly being like, oh, this is, like, what?" probably saw my dad do it or something, and be like, that looks genius. Yeah, that's I saw my I saw my stepdad doing it after a roast dinner when mm. I was young and I looked at him and I was like, What the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Mum's gonna go mad. <laughs> but looking at that bread absorbed, you know, the gravy and like the mashed potato, it, it just looks so appetizing. Mm. So then since that day, that's what I do now. At the end of a meat, uh, roast dinner, I mop the gravy up with bread. Just before you saw your stepdad doing that. Did you see him climbing back over the fence with the bread in his hand? <laughs> um, no, because that bread was too thick. I can't use wet that wedge. It's just normally like a thin Warburton's. Thin Warby sponge. If I'm in a restaurant and I see mm. prawns or calamari or something like seafoody, small and seafoody, mm. as a starter, mm. you can bet in most places that they've got that right. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll be good. They're always a good way to start a meal. I always find dishes like that are the best at like family run restaurants you know that aren't big um mm-hmm. corporate restaurants that um have got only small like small sit-ins and like there's actually a restaurant near me you can't book there's no phone they don't answer the phone so mm-hmm. it's first come first serve and it's always always full and it's a um a family run spanish obviously restaurant and the food in there is insane no you can just tell it's not mm-hmm. like batch cooked and things like that. It's just so fresh. Do you want to give it a shout out? Yeah, it's called San Juan, San Juan in Cholton. And I went there last week and I couldn't get in. So now when I go there, please, guys, at San Juan, if I'm there, I would like to get a table, regardless mm. whether it's full or not. No chance yeah. now you've mentioned it. There's going to be queues out the door. I know. Oh, backfired. <laughs> I didn't think of that. But thanks to you, though, so surely yeah. they, they, should, they yeah. should put you bump you up the list a bit. Are you sharing this, by the way? Well, I'm eating. No way. No. No. Although, see, again, because I love tapas, I like little dishes. So mm-hmm. I do like picking at other people's plates. I'm one of those that says, no, thank you, and then someone, ba- someone gets it, sorry. I'm the first one with my fingers on that plate going, oh, can I just try this? So... Maybe I, I would let someone have a prawn if they let me have some of their starter as well. So mm. what would be your dream other person's starter? If you're in that situation, Ooh, you've got your tapas. Great question. What are you hoping they've got that you can get a little bit of? Oh, that's a very, very good question. Oh, I've got it. Burrata with parma ham, mm. truffle, a bit of truffle, a bit, on, a bit on there, and then, again, olive oil and rocket mm. on the plate. It's moppable. Exactly, it's moppable. Get the bread in there and then just keep mopping everything up with the bread. Use the bread. Oh, my God, I'm starving. Absolutely starving. (laughs) Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your dream main course. And what I've decided to do with this one now is have side dishes. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to do that? Well, let's hear it first. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. We'll make the call. Trying to cheat again? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm start- I kind of believe this now. I was yeah, at your corner here, Michelle. But... I'm trying to bend the rules, aren't I, here? Yeah. It should be like, it's black and white. You need to, you know, but I can't help it. I need to bend the rules. So I would like... Really good chippy chips, mm-hmm. obviously with lots and lots of vinegar. And then I want a portion of curry sauce, portion of gravy, and some mayonnaise. Then we go back to the bread again. And I want Warburton's <laughs> thick sliced bread, thick with lurpak. And I want to make my own chip butties. But because people have, people have chips for a side dish, don't they? Yeah. Could I just have that as a side? You could have a chip butty as a side dish. Yeah. You would like to have build your own chip butty as a side and you've got a different main course in mind. Well, I've got one I've got a main course and I've got another side. Okay. And you want curry sauce. Yes. Was it mayonnaise? Yes. 
That's my favorite. Co- that's my favorite condiment. Mayo. I don't do tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. I don't do brown sauce. Yeah. It's the mayonnaise. It's, so it's build build yourself because mm. no one makes them like you do, I guess, right? Yeah. Take us through the technique for the, the perfect Michelle Keegan chip butty. So obviously the bread, Warby's, lots of lurpak on there. Yeah. A thin layer of chips. You don't need to go hardcore with the chips because it's gonna be too it's too it's gonna be too much. What are you talking? What, what one deep? I'd say one deep. Yeah. One deep and then the other piece of bread squish on top, and then to squish it down. Like you flatten it, you flatten mm-hmm. it, and then you dip away. Oh, That's you're dipping. It. So you're not put, you're not putting the sauce or the mayo the within chip. the within the chip butty. You're literally no. making the chip butty as standard and then mm. dipping in all three. Yeah, dip, dip, dip. With each dip, are you just doing one sauce? While you dip in the curry sauce, have a bite. Dip in the mayonnaise, have a bite. Are you dip, dip, dip in all of them and then have a big bite of no. them? No, change it up. Change it up. Gravy, eat. Curry, eat. Mayonnaise, eat. And then I'll probably do that again in that order. Or if I really like one more than the others, I'll probably go for that one more. We don't normally take a, a little break and look back on the menu when we're only halfway through. <laughs> but I just want a little recap that so far your menu what? is bread, bread dipped in something, and bread dipped in something. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you've had a big wedge of bread from your neighbours. Yeah. You've had... Uh, some oh, prawns yeah. and some olive oil, but mainly you're having a whole baguette with them. Yeah. And, and now you are, uh, you've got loads of bread that you're putting more carbs inside and dipping in more. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I must be obsessed with bread. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. do, I do. I love bread. I love, I love bread. I'm like Joey out of Friends with these sandwiches. Like I love yeah. sandwiches. I got a good fact yeah. of a sandwich actually. Do you know BLT stands for bacon, lettuce, and tomato? Yes. Imagine if that's the fact that you drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Bang, boom, drop the mic, I'm done. That's all I'm leaving you in there. Yeah. No, do you know what a club stands for? No, go on. Chicken, lettuce, under bacon. Wow. Really? That is I a good no f- idea. I assumed because it, it was invented at a club or something. Mm. No. Chicken, lettuce, under bacon. I love it. It's really good. Yeah. How good is that? I only found that out a few days ago, and it blew my mind. I want a club sandwich now. I know. Toasted I want, bread. I want some bread. Club sandwich. Yeah. At a hotel. Mm. I, I only really have club sandwiches at hotels that you're lucky enough that they serve a club sandwich late. Oh, oh. That's very rare. And every now and again, you get, again, do you you get, get chips. Them. Do you get chips for your club sandwich? Yes, please. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Have Room to. service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I add cheese to it as well. I had cheese to the club sandwich, making it a bit more extra. So what would that? What would that make it? A, a, a... Clubback, clubback, chicken, lettuce, <laughs> under bacon, add cheese. Add cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> add cheese. <laughs> clubback. A clubback. Yeah. That's going to become a thing. People will be asking. Yeah, for that's definitely going to become. I've got a patent that. So this is sounding great. Also, um, since you brought up how much you love sandwiches and stuff like that, mm. recently I've been doing some work in. Um, uh, around Hoxton, and mm-hmm. round the corner is this place called Dom's Subs, and I have had so many subs from there. Mm. Absolutely amazing. The grappau is my favourite. Really like it's like some minced kind of uh, pork and like really spicy loads of chilies in it. Really oh, yeah. wet, really wet sandwich, really oh, wet yeah. sub. And I've been absolutely going crazy for that. Yeah. And they do these great cheese toasties that have kimchi in them. The kimchi toasties, so good. See, I'm expecting your main course to be a sandwich now. It's going to be a shame if it's not bread-based. It is yeah. on the carb train, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. It's some sort of pasta 
maybe like I just like pesto pasta. I like a uh-huh. good homemade pesto pasta, linguine. Out of all my pastas, that's my favorite. Is it shape? Would I say what you call it? Shape? Yeah, I'd say shape. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a really good pesto pasta with lots of parmesan cheese on top, mm. um, and a few f- chili flakes just to give it that hum that everyone, you know, the chefs say they've got a hum in there. Just give it a bit, give it a bit of hum, and then on the side, and I've already done a side. I would like garlic bread cheese. <laughs> And I'm really not just saying it. Oh, let me guess. You're dipping the garlic bread in the pesto? (laughs) Probably at the end, yeah, to clean the bowl. (laughs) This is absolutely insane. Wow. Can you guess what my dessert's going to be? Bread and butter pudding. pudding. Yeah, 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 of course it is. It's got to be, right? I mean, I feel like, you know, I I knew today I was having to prepare myself. Okay, Michelle's coming on. She beat me at Bake Off. Yeah, just to try and put that out of your mind. Every five seconds, you're bringing up bread all the time. Yeah, Bake Off. I know. I'm sorry. I I must be addicted to it. The reason why I've picked the pesto pasta is because I did um, Who Do You Think You Are a couple of years ago. Mm. And we had to go Genoa. Genoa. Genoa? Northern Italy? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, basically, that's where my ancestors are from. Uh-huh. And there was like this little tiny cafe next to our hotel where we were staying in. And it was the best pa- pesto pasta I've ever had in my entire life. Ever. And wow. I think with I think with food as well, it's the everything that comes with it. It's the you know, surroundings, this like how you're giving the food, like the member of staff if you're at a restaurant. I think everything as a collective adds to that moment. Mm. So that for me, for my last meal, I want to be in that restaurant with the same waiter eating that specific dish. Same waiter? Same waiter. He was such a lovely guy. Who was the waiter? So I'm, I'm tagging out for this. He was like, you know when you walk in a restaurant and there's, there's a character that's larger than life? Mm-hmm. He was like that, like he was singing. It's just what you imagine an Italian waiter to be. Remember in Lady in the Trap? Trap? Mm-hmm. And the waiter's outside and he feeds them spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. That was basically the waiter in this Italian restaurant. I just loved it. The pesto thing makes... So I always get the uh, the name of the series wrong because it's like salt, fat, acid, heat. Is that the order? I think that's in? the name of it. Yeah, I think that is the And um, one of the episodes, they go to Italy and make pesto. Oh, yeah. And I like pesto anyway, mm. but seeing them make it was like, I want to try that. Yeah. Pesto. It just looks so good. Yeah. And uh, I'm very jealous you've been to Italy and had proper pesto there. Yeah. Well, apparently the pesto is actually made, first made in Genoa. Right. That's where it came from. So I was in the place where it first was created, which was OG unbelievable. Pesto. Yeah. Yeah. I've got no respect for that waiter in Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because he's serving dogs and he's like playing yeah. accordion to dogs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just think your priority should be human customers if you're, if you're a good waiter. Get back in the kitchen, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm not going to eat at that restaurant if I see the waiter fraternising with, with no. let's be honest, stray dogs. Oh, no, Street see, that's my, that's my dream. That would be me. If I worked in a restaurant, I'd be yeah. at the back feeding stray dogs. Let's face it, <laughs> judging by your childhood, you'd be the stray dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Imagine being the boss of that restaurant and looking out the window and doing Do you think it. he'd get sacked? Did, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That waiter should have been sacked yeah, immediately. Sacked me. You'd, do, you'd do a double <laughs> take and, and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's playing the accordion to him and everything. They're eating a whole He's plate of spaghetti and meatballs. Table, still open. set up a table for them. <laughs> He's lost it. Yeah, yeah, he's gone mad. 
<laughs> and then you talk to him and he's like, they're in love. The two dogs are in love. <laughs> you're like, oh, God. You oh, gotta get... Giuseppe, you've got to get help, man. Yeah. The dogs you're are done. in love. Ah. <laughs> not in love. They like the meatballs you feed them. Did you not see them eating the bit of spaghetti all the way to the middle and they kiss? They're fighting for no. it. Dogs are fighting for the spaghetti. Yeah, they met in the middle because they're fighting for each other for the last strand of spaghetti. You can't do this. I'm I'm, I'm prepared to allow this um, extra side, and I'll tell you why. The pasta is very plain, simple pasta, which I'm aware is like you know meant to be. That's that's the best stuff. Is 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 the simple stuff. But you know, you've a very modest dish. Um, mm-hmm. And just because you've chosen another, yet another bit of bread, yeah. I think I want to allow it because I just want to, if this was a real, you know, if I was sitting here watching you eat this meal, I would mm-hmm. want to see how much bread you're really capable of having. My body could have, yeah, Definitely. my body could take before it burst. This is cheesy yeah. garlic bread. Che- yeah. Yeah. So is this from a particular place? Is there somewhere that's your favourite kind of cheesy garlic bread? There's a good Italian actually near me called San Giovanni which mm-hmm. I always get that as a starter. I think the thinner the bread for this one, the better. Mm-hmm. So it's like a pizza base, homemade, really thin, so the edges like just crisp. And again, it has to be the right amount of garlic and the right amount of cheese, and they just get it so right in that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see proper bits of garlic on there? Or do you want it to be just a garlic butter that's been soaked on it? The one that they use is like garlic butter, mm-hmm. but it's been like... Um, I don't, I don't think it's grated. There's bits of garlic there, but it's not sliced garlic, so it's not it's not overpowering. Mm. But you can definitely feel the texture of garlic on your tongue, so it's very garlicky, mm. which I love. I yeah. love garlic. I put That's garlic nice. in everything when I cook. Yeah, got it, right? Got to. Like, every time I make broccoli, garlic. Yeah. Chicken, stuff it with garlic. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Meringue. <laughs> Bread and butter put in yeah. garlic. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I say? It. Why can't I say? But what's why? I can't say it. Can you not say you it? You said bread too many times today. You've done your quota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body's like stop bread saying bread. bread. Yeah. Bread and butter. <laughs> Try again. Bread and butter pudding. Bread and butter pudding. I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah, you're, you're. Bread and butter pudding. There we go. I now have a question about this side. This build your own chip buddy because you've yes. got a bowl of pasta in front of you. Yeah. You've got some cheesy garlic bread on the side, and then yeah. you've got a full build your own. Chip, like a portion of chip shop chips with yeah. uh, a loaf of Warburton's and you've got all the dips and the, and the lure pack. Yeah. So when you're, how are you dividing your time? Are you just eating all the pasta with the garlic bread, those mm-hmm. two together, and then you're going on to the build your own chip butty? Or is mm-hmm. the build your own chip butty also getting like, you're going back and forth between that and the pasta and the garlic bread? I think I'm going to go back and forth because I probably will be quite full. Mm-hmm. eventually mm, i think so yeah yeah <laughs> and i want to taste everything so i think the first thing that i'd have i'd have is a slice of garlic bread and cheese because i don't want the cheese to get hard mm-hmm. i still want it to be hot and when i pull it away i want it to have those strings coming off it so for me i'd have the sliced garlic bread and cheese first and then i'd probably have a chip just one chip not the butty just a chip yeah and then i'll go into the pasta to see if it's actually really good i like to swizzle the fork that's how I eat the mm. pasta. I don't like. Yeah. I don't get why people spoon it. Yeah, yeah. Surely, if you eat some spaghetti or linguine, you you twizzle the pasta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have that. I have a big mouthful of that, and then I'm set. I've tasted everything. Everything's amazing. 
then I'll do the butter. Yeah. But I won't eat the butter, the whole thing. I'll just have a bite of it and keep going back to that bite. Mm-hmm. Have the bite, put it down, then move on again. I've really thought this through. I've really thought no, this, this through. No, this is a level yeah. of detail we genuinely appreciate. Absolutely. I'm all about the detail. Here's what would happen to me in mm. this situation. I don't mm. know about it. I would get tempted to make oh, no. a pasta butty. Yes. I knew it. I knew 100%. it. 100%. <gasps> no! I'd be all over that pasta butty in a, in a heartbeat. I'd do, yeah. Like you know fold what? it over, like get the bread and fold the pasta. And... Yeah, I'd do, I'd do spaghetti, chips, curry sauce, yeah. mayonnaise and gravy and yeah. garlic oh. bread all in a butty. Yeah. Oh, my God, this sounds unbelievable. Guys, <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> I am starving. This is, this is like torture now. This is torture yeah. for me. That sounds unbelievable, and I've never tried that. I'm going to try it. And when I do, I'm going to send you a picture just to prove that yeah, I've done do. it. Please. Yeah, please do. I, will. I would want to make little mini pasta butties just with the garlic bread. So I yeah. want to have two slices of garlic bread with pasta mm-hmm. in between and make a little <gasps> slider, slider for myself. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that sounds great as well. So as, a, you know, main connoisseurs as yourselves, would you say that's a good main? I think that it is undeniably and categorically insane. Um, <laughs> especially with the with the, the, with, with the build-your-own-butty involved. Yeah. But I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get that. It's not always a case of you choose the things that are meant to go well together or the things that are, you know, that that you would have on a normal night. Dream meal, these are my favourite things and I just want to have yes. them all at the all same together. time. That's exactly yeah. what it is, James. And the thing is, that. we don't need to give me a whole portion of chips. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. Just give me a handful. Also, I, I, the genius of it for me, I don't normally like a chip butty, if I'm honest. Do you know? But I've never considered just going one layer because when I think about chip butties, they're piled high with chips and you've got the it's bread on much. the outside. It's too much. But now I really want to try a one-layer chip butty. One layer, because you can taste the salt and vinegar, you can taste the gravy, you can taste the butter, like the thin, the, oh, yeah. It's just honestly, it's a game changer. I'm, I'm like I said before, I'm a picker. I like picking at food. So more choice for me, the better. I always say that with roast dinners, as soon as I get a roast dinner in front of my, in front of my face, and it's a big, big plate full of food, I don't know what happens, but I'm just not hungry. I'll have one spoonful and I'm just like, no. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a roast in a buffet, you can help yourself and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I can eat the whole plate, what I've put on the plate. Interesting. It's like psychological. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. There's a thing that we have in our family, and we have it like like a weekend, like a Friday or Saturday, and it's called a bits table. And we have all our favourite foods. Like we have a baked camembert, we have parma ham, salamis, chorizos. Again, garlic bread, breaded mushrooms, cheese board we have all it laid out in front of the tv mm-hmm. and you know everyone has a takeaway we have a bits table that's our treat for the week yes. and again that's where i must get it from like that's a, that i've had that all my life where saturday night friday night is a treat night and we have a picky table and i think that's why i love picking food so much so is the bits table you've done your whole life yeah and it's always been called bits table from when you were always my grandma did it bits table sunday morning go around hers for breakfast but it wasn't really breakfast it was just lots and lots of food on lots of plates, like a buffet. Yeah. It's so interesting because anyone else saying that, I'd assume, oh, they've gone to the supermarket, they've bought loads of bits and they've organised mm. the bits table. Mm. Your family, I'd imagine all those bits have come from just everyone in the local neighbourhood. 
<laughs> you're just going around nicking food off all the neighbours. Yeah, that's just, why it's a bits table. Yeah, you yeah. can point at a bit and say the postcode of where you nicked it from. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. It makes sense. Dream drink. Am I having a drink for every course, or is it just one drink throughout the whole meal? You know what? Yeah. We d- we did our dream menus uh, on, on this podcast for the hundredth episode. And because a lot of people that come on, mainly chefs, mm. had chosen a different drink for every course and we completely allowed it. Mm. So we really wanted to make use of that. Mm. And we did it as well. We had a different drink for every course, me and Ed. So we can't tell people they can't do that. Okay. I would like, before I start anything, mm-hmm. have a pina colada. Well, because I can't have a pina colada while I'm eating. Because it's like a bit no. of dessert. So before I even have the bread or the... actually. When I get my still water, I would really like a pina colada with that as well. Okay. So I can wash it down. Is that before the bread? That's before the bread. So you're quite pissed when you're climbing over yeah. the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before I climb over the fence, I always had a pina colada. Yeah. Yes. That's what gave me the confidence to do yeah. that, see? <laughs> yeah. It gave me the so confidence. Before these five courses of bread you've got coming up, you'd like a yeah. pint of cream. That's how it's got to This is a big swing. Um, I'd have a pina colada, but I like it to be, like James said, a creamy one. I hate mm. when it's been made and it's yeah. like juice. It's mm. not the real one. Yeah, absolutely. It's not real. Here, here. Absolutely. Thank you. I had one the other day, actually, and I just, just refused to drink it. Yeah. No, it's yeah. wrong. It's not a pina colada. It's pineapple juice with a yeah. bit of coconut froth. I think as the, as the meal progresses, I don't like fizzy drinks like I don't like fizzy water. Gassy. It doesn't quench first. It's just rubbish. So I wouldn't have anything like that. I, you know what I'd have while I'm eating? A nice orange cordial. Because yeah. it's an easy drink. It's easy to drink. Uh-huh. I've never known anyone in any situation to go from pina colada to orange squash. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't what I was anticipating. When, when, when you went, you know what I'll have? <laughs> I, I was like, I'm half expected to say butterbeer. I thought butterbeer as well. I thought butterbeer was coming up. Yeah, Yeah. it's the closest to be able to drink to being able to drink bread, isn't it? (laughs) I just don't like drinking loads while I'm eating, especially what I'm eating as well. Mm. I need something to help me, you know, wash it down. And it's just easy drinking cordial, and I like just orange cordial with ice in it. So I'd have that, and then. After my main, that's when I go on the heavy stuff. That's when the cocktails come into play. Uh So pina colada doesn't count as a cocktail or heavy? No, that's just a (laughs) moose-bouche. That's an amuse-bouche, okay. (laughs) There's a lie in the stomach before the bread hits it. That's what that's doing. Um, So then I'll go on the heavy stuff after my main, and I think I'd actually go for a really nice picante. You didn't like that. Both of you didn't like that, I can tell. I'm not. I, like I love it. a picante. Yeah, fine. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love a picante. Delicious. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Only because I only just started getting into that this year. Was it this year? Beginning of this year? The first time I tried it and I absolutely loved it. I, you know what I think it is? Because it's, it's got that savoury yeah, sort of Yeah, it's got the taste. heat. It's got the, the heat. heat. Now, hold on. What What is this? It's basically, it's basically it's a margarita but with, with chilli in it, right? Yes, oh, so it's yeah. tequila, lime and chilli essentially. That's yeah. it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the only reason I looked blank, Michelle, is because I didn't know what it was. But <laughs> absolutely sounds delicious. It's gorgeous. I don't like anything, to, like, obviously, I like my pina colada. That's, take that out of the equation. I don't like anything too sweet, like a, 
I don't know, like a porn star martini or mm. anything like that. I like it quite clean, but it has to have something, I don't know, something about it. So for me, picante has to be my top choice as a cocktail. That's a great choice. No, I love a picante. So you got picante, and that's, is that for the rest of your, you just want that? Because all we've got left is your dessert now. So is that like with your dessert? No, I think with the dessert, with the dessert, I'd like to have a really nice, oaky, vanillary Chardonnay. Out of all my friends, I'm the only one that actually drinks Chardonnay because I don't like Pinot Grigio and I don't like Mm -hmm. um, Sauvignon Blanc. I just find them really like, I can't explain the, you know, like quite tangy, quite Mm. acidic. Acidic, yeah, really acidic. Mm. Um, With with Chardonnay, I found a really nice one for Majestic Wine. Am I allowed to say this, by the way? Yeah. 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 Called Bread and Butter. (laughs) Oh, no, fuck off. Oh, my God. No. Michelle. (laughs) Are you joking? Michelle. Oh, my God. I love to be thinkable. <laughs> oh, I need locking up. I need locking up. <laughs> something's wrong. No, something's very wrong with me. Something's very wrong. <laughs> I get, it took me a second to click because I was like, I think I've heard of that. Oh, hang on, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it is. Google it. There's a Chardonnay called Bread and Butter. Yeah. And it's really unique. It's mm. really okay, and it's one of the nicest Chardonnay. <laughs> now it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Why yeah. this, I like it so much. Yeah, <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> My friends always said to me that Chardonnay is like an old person's drink that was massive mm. in the seventies or something. No one drinks it anymore. Yeah, enter Keeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. Enter Anything Keeks. with bread and butter on the label. I'll have it. So we yeah. so we made a joke that you were going to have bread and butter pudding, and we were like, "Oh God, imagine!" But instead, you're having bread and butter with pudding. I can't yeah. believe it. You're, so, you're... isn't it? You were nearly right. What is for your dessert? This see, this is a difficult one for me because I'm not a dessert kind of gal. Ooh, I okay. feel yeah. free though, Michelle. If you don't oh, like anything sweet, up. you can probably shut have something face. savoury for dessert if you want. Shut up, Ed. <laughs> I feel like I like this. I feel like I. Sh- I would always say I have a cheese board, but again... Listen, listen, listen to me. No. If I was beat on Bake Off by a cheese board motherfucker, <laughs> I am going to absolutely flip the fuck out. Michelle, Michelle, if, if, if you want a cheese board, and just, just imagine I, what you can have with a cheese board, a little bit of extra bread. If I was beat <laughs> on true. Bake Off by somebody who doesn't even like desserts <laughs> and, and sweets and made a bunch of bakes that they would rather... If, if I swear to high Christ, if you choose a cheese board right now, this is going to be the most I've ever flipped out on this podcast. Michelle, Michelle, feel, just don't be guided by James. If you want a cheese board, you can have a bit of bread with it. You can really And the wine, it, you're having you? wine. Wine is so lovely with well, that, a cheese That's board. what I mean, like, yeah. wine and... and mm, lovely God, cheese board. Dear God. And dear that is something, if I was in a restaurant and I had to order a dessert, it yeah. would be... A cheese board. So this is your dream meal, Michelle. So if you, you should you should have what you want, really. The fuck you've just eaten a fucking bakery's worth of bread. Why the fuck are you gonna have a cheese board at the end of it? You have what you want, Michelle, you know? Michelle. It's very hard. It's very hard. But I'm gonna have to go fuck. with instincts. I'm gonna have to have a cheese board. Yes! Oh, you absolute <laughs> piece of shit, Michelle. Yes! You you suck! You suck! <laughs> Are you, are you fucking joking me? Woo! Beat me I'm up. Gonna, 
Thank you for that you come on my fucking podcast. You've got to go on instinct. <laughs> it took a lot for me to agree to have you on this shit. I opposed it many times over. Every fucking time they suggested having you on, I said, there's no way I'm letting her in the dream restaurant. She beat me on bacon, but I'm pretty sure she cheated. And then you come in here and you choose a cheese board as your dessert. What the fuck? I, oh, I, hope your, I hope your bits table catches on fire next time you have a... <laughs> next time you all sit down and have bits together. I hope well, all no, because my cheese board face. will be on it, though, James. My oh, cheese board God, will be on that bits table. What is, what is a cheese oh, board if not a lovely God little bits table? Fucking God. Jesus. Again, again, it's what's not to like. Salty, savoury. Loads, loads yeah. Love like. cheese yeah, it's, it's and a it's bits. There's bits. I like There's my bits. bits. It's a little bits table. Why don't you just make a make a cheese board when you're on Bake Off if you love it so much? Why don't you <laughs> just present them with some cheese and crackers at the end and say that was your happy place? What sort of God. cheeses do you want, Michelle? Let's talk through the cheese. Oh, 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 I'm angry. I'm burping. I'm so angry. I've never burped out of anger before. <laughs> I'm crying. That makes two of us. <laughs> I, li- I literally was just going to go with another option, but I was like, I have to, be, I have to be true to myself. I have uh, to be true to the listeners. What is the matter with you? And I need to be true to you <laughs> yeah. guys. It, it would be Completely. a cheese board. Yeah. Eating bread for every single course, and then you have some crackers at the end. <laughs> no, but I said at the beginning, I am a savoury gal. I yeah. like my savoury, salty gal. foods. Yeah. And at the end of the meal, I like to have a nice sip of wine with some camembert. Yes, absolutely. A lovely camembert. This is horrible. Yes. It feels horrible. I, I would, I would, I would, I, I'm getting beat on Bake Off by a savoury gal. <laughs> You're not going to get over this, are you, James? It's never going to get over no. this. It, Bake Off was bad enough as it was. <laughs> it was scarring enough and traumatic enough. I had to live, live with it rattling around in my head all the time, somewhere in the background. And now I know a savoury gal came out as a victim <laughs> making cakes. And pastries, oh and I wear that apron with pride. When what? I'm eating my cheese, I'll oh be wearing that God. apron with pride. What's that, even that What's even better about this is you started with a pina colada, so you yep. obviously don't mind. <laughs> just to really yep. rub it in, really sweet drink at the beginning that I love. I love pina coladas. When I went on Drunk History, I drank loads of pina coladas. <laughs> Delicious. That, that, that's a sweet. That's a sweet boy drink. That is. It is. Started with a pina colada. Looks like we're okay. Oh my! I no. did not see this coming. It feels horrible. Look, I'm. Oh, I know I've got to let you chat about the cheese board with Ed now. Yeah. <laughs> but I am so I'm absolutely furious about. You're this. raging, James. All the signs were there. Yeah. Michelle likes to end her day with some ham on toast. See or some crisps. She's He's a savoury. That's how she likes to finish off her day. She well has to done. drink water in the night because she's had so much salt well before done, bed. See. You oh, know me already. I knew this was going to happen. You knew it was oh, going to happen. It was, it was always going to be yeah. a cheese board. Always. Seeded now, from the beginning. Michelle, what cheese? What cheeses? Oh God! Would okay. you like on Here the board? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to check my emails while you do this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking. Listen to I love this. it. I love it. Uh, right. What cheeses? I like camembert. Lovely. I like. I tried this one the other day. It was gorgeous. It was a truffle brie. Oh yes, love oh, a truffle brie yeah. with the little, the like the layer of truffle in oh, the middle yes. of it. That's yeah, delicious. Oh, yes. So good. And you don't put it in the fridge. That's a trick. Just you let don't it sit put out. brie or camembert in the fridge. Obviously, no, you put it in the fucking gonna... bin. <laughs> <laughs> so bitter. I love it. I love it. For someone who loves sweet stuff so much, he is rather bitter. Yeah, isn't he? he's so bitter. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, you leave it to room temperature. That's how yeah. I like my brie and camembert. And then I do really like, you know, that smoky cheese. Is it applewood or something? Yeah, applewood smoked cheese. Yeah, it's delicious. Simple. Yeah. It's a nice, so nice simple and smoke. Even more savoury, if anything. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. And you know me so well now, I love it. Getting on like a house on fire, the two of you. <laughs> like a really creamy gorgonzola. Oh, lovely. Really sort of punchy, punchy yeah. blue situation. Yeah. Yeah. And on the side, I'd like some um, quince. Oh, so there is a little bit of sweetness there. That's probably enough sweetness for a dessert. That's I enough. Think. Absolutely yeah. not. It's yeah. disgusting quince jelly. <laughs> I love quince. It's a, a traitor. Of... it's a traitor to the sweet world. <laughs> a little bit of chutney. Is Ooh, that a traitor? Lovely. That, yeah, nice, nice and sweet. And then some rosemary sprigs. Now, what are you doing with the sprigs? I sprinkle them on top of it. If I have a cracker, put a bit of camembert, sprinkle like two or three sprigs and my eat God. it that way. Can't believe my... If you haven't tried it, you need raw to try rosemary. it. Raw rosemary? Really? Raw, nice. honestly. Raw rosemary, yeah. I'm going to do Just it. Just two that or three. absolutely delicious. With some cheese. Oh, so good. There's a question for you, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> you a fan of... Was it in Trafalgar Square? <laughs> yeah, I've been there a few times, yes. Yeah, well, good news. Go on. I'm about to throw you into Trafalgar Square. <laughs> Like a piece of bread. What yeah. I do yeah, to exactly. anybody on this podcast. <laughs> the good thing about Michelle is she can link anything with bread. <laughs> oh, God. Look, he can't even look up. He's really upset. Yeah. Anyone who comes on this podcast who chooses cheese board, I throw them into Trafalgar Square, no matter where they are geographically. <laughs> I don't mind throwing you from Chalton. The thing is now, you've thrown so many people in Trafalgar Square... We're having such a nice old cheese party in Trafalgar Square now, mate. I know. It's just all the cheese people. And winners as well. Cheese people and winners, which, James, you are not. I'll be climbing over Barbara and Barry's fence. I'll be gorging myself (laughs) on 99s that they've given me. Brenda and Barry. Whatever their names are, I'm getting all their (laughs) ice cream. I'm going to go over and then they go, why doesn't Michelle come around here anymore? I was like, I'll tell you why, because she likes cheese boards now. And they're going to go, I hope she fucking dies. That's what they will say. (laughs) bit much from Brenda and Barry, I think. Yeah, actually, I, I, even I think that's over the line from them. Steady so, on, um, Brenda and Barry. I, I, I apologise apologize oh, for that, Michelle. God. I think was out, out of order for Brenda and Barry. <laughs> right, James, read Michelle her menu back. Okay. Right, Michelle, I'm going to read you your menu back now. Uh, this is always the worst of readbacks because I know where it's heading. I know what the final destination of this menu is. Here we go. <laughs> you would like some mm. still water, poppadoms or bread. You would like Pat and Martin's bread and butter. Oh, yeah. Starter, you want gambas pill pill with freshly made baguette, still warm, and olive oil. Main course, pesto linguine from the restaurant in, in Genoa uh, with the same waiter uh, and a side of uh, garlic bread with cheese. Your official side dish is a build-your-own-chip butty, really good chippy chips with salt and vinegar, curry sauce, gravy, mayo, warburton's, thick sliced bread, with lure pack. Yeah. Drink, you want a pina colada pre-meal. During meal, orange cordial. After your main, picante. And with dessert, bread and butter chardonnay. Dessert, uh, you would like to get thrown into Trafalgar Square with fresh <laughs> rosemary sprigs dumped on top of your head with your face down in the fountain. <laughs> Can't believe it. Oh, that just sounds oh, perfect. Cannot believe it. I'll tell you what, this is this has put me in a bad mood now for the day. <laughs> it's ruined your week, hasn't it? Yeah. Totally changed. And if you notice, mine, mine has as well. I'm sort of more open. I'm yeah. perky. I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm ready to attack the day. I'm going to yeah. go downstairs. I've got some cheese in the fridge, Michelle. I'm going to go and eat Here some we go. Cheese. What cheese is it? I hope it's not brie in the fridge and I hope it's not camembert in the fridge. No brie in the fridge. I've got a lemon citron tart in the fridge and I'll be eating that. Oh, yeah. no. All kinds are wrong. 
James. What's your problem? <laughs> Lemon citron. It's too, one, it's too tangy for a start. Too citrusy. Oh, and there's sorry. nothing to it. And what's really frustrating about that for you is she could make a really good one as well, James. She could. That, that, that Ed, you've hit the nail on the head. That's what hurts about all of this stuff. She'd make a really great one. It'd be delicious. Doesn't even Better appreciate it. <laughs> Michelle, brilliant. thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant. I'm sorry you've ended up in Trafalgar Square. It's been it's been lovely to speak to you. Thank you so mm. much for coming. Thank on. you so much for having me on, guys. I've actually loved it. Thank you, Michelle. I hope I hope series three of Brassic is an absolute failure and no one watches it. <laughs> <laughs> hope to see you again soon, James. Hopefully in another baking competition. <laughs> oh man. Well, there we are. Another wonderful episode of Off Menu. Perfect menu there from Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on, Michelle. James farting out of anger now, after you burped out of anger. You really are a disgusting little boy sometimes. The burp was one of the most awful things I've ever seen. Yep. It was like an obnoxious, horrible little burp, like a bully. Yes. Like a bully from a cartoon. Well... Not as disgusting as having a cheese board as a dessert, is it? No. So it's way that's more disgusting my objection. Than that. That's why Love I'm cheese. displaying how disgusted I am, letting people know how that makes me feel. There'll be loads of people listening to this podcast who are absolutely with me and probably burped in unison with me when that happened. No, no one burped in unison, mate. No one's ever done tweet that. Tweet us. Tweet us if you burped in unison, guys. Hashtag I burped in unison. Yes. At off menu official. Hashtag I burped in unison. Let us know. Or hashtag I farted with joy. Yeah, that's how you vote whether you like cheese boards or not. I, hashtag I burped in unison or hashtag I farted in joy. And Great Benito will count them all one by one and we'll yes. let you know the winner next week. And you have to say, hey, Mr. Benito, I, I, I've got a reaction for you, oh. And then the hashtag. <laughs> yeah, which again, I'll remind you, hashtag I burped in unison, hashtag I farted in joy. And um, she didn't say desiccated coconut. That's what we need to remember, James. Yeah, so we couldn't kick her out for that, which was really annoying. Uh, I was hoping that that would be there right at the end when that horrible cheese board was being detailed and catalogued. I thought, just say, and I'll have a little cup of desiccated coconut, please, so I can kick you out. Thank you, Michelle. I really enjoyed that episode. And don't forget to watch Brassic Series 3, which is on Sky, and you can get it from Now, their streaming service. All episodes available now on Now. Fair enough. Do watch that, actually. It's stupendous. Now, if you enjoy that sort of thing, don't forget to vote for us in the National Comedy Awards. Go to thenationalcomedyawards.com and vote for us in Best Comedy Podcast. And when you've done all your votes, they'll send you an email. You have to click on the email to confirm your votes. Don't forget to do that. because we, we Yes, we need to go to this ceremony. We want to be on the shortlist. We want to go to the party. It'll be a lovely Christmas time for us. Even though it sounds more complicated than voting in an actual election, just please do it so we get to go to the party. Yes. I can't stress enough, there's 30 podcasts on the long list. If we get if we get knocked out at this stage, it'll be like going out in red light, green light. But let's face it, if we were in red light, green light, I mean, I'll be, I'll be the first one out. Yeah. Straight away. You would be. A wobble. Bang. Yeah. I'd be the happy old man. Yeah, you would be the happy old man. Benito would be the big doll. Yeah, he would be shooting everybody, finally getting what he wanted. Uh, James, I have a vinyl out. Uh, it's a live uh, stand-up comedy vinyl that I recorded at the Black Heart in Camden pre-pandemic. That's right. Everyone, make sure you get Ed's amazing vinyl for his show. I can't hear you above the the splashing of my neighbour's 
dick blood. You may struggle to hear me above the crunch of my enemy's skulls. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. The cover has been so designed good. by my friend, a wonderful designer and tattoo artist, Ian Seller. Uh, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. You can go to edgamblestore.com uh, to buy that. Uh, there is a black vinyl version and a blood splatter vinyl version, limited edition. Also go to edgamble.co.uk and book tickets for my tour, which starts in February 2022. It's called Electric, and I'm really enjoying getting it ready for you. Please buy my things and come to my things and vote for me in awards, and I'm so desperate for love. I think that vinyl looks so amazing. I think it's so exciting. Like, even if you're listening to this and you think Ed is a shit comedian, you should still buy that vinyl. It is an absolute work of art. Even if you're like, I can't stand Ed Gamble... Also, what I would say, if you can't stand me as a comedian, but you think I'm, I can be quick and funny, yeah. it's mainly we wanted to do a proper live show. Mm. It's, it's, it's a lot of crowd work. It's properly like yeah. uh, it's a proper live, a live environment comedy show. So go and get that. One of the best in the biz when it comes to, uh, everyone will tell you, one of the quickest wits around. Material dog shit. But don't worry, there's not a lot on there. But come and see my tour the material, the for some, for some of the dog shit. Thanks for listening to the Off Many Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye 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 bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, can I interest you in a totally different podcast that's not about food and doesn't have James Acaster or Ed Gamble, but I would say is quite fun? No, thank you. Oh, okay. Not to worry. If you change your mind at a later date, yeah. it's called Nobody Panic. Right. Um, it's hosted by me, Tessa Coates, and my friend Stevie Martin. Which is weirdly me. <laughs> <laughs> And we tackle all kinds of how-tos, from big things to small things. How to stop saying sorry, how to poo, how to break up with someone, how to quit your job, how to relax, how to have a conversation, how to deal with unrequited love. A smorgasbord of things. Absolutely. We have a nice time. People seem to like it. If you like, you can come and see what all the fuss is about. All that fuss. What's What's it called? Nobody panic. You can find it on all of the podcast apps that you would imagine it would be on. Please have a listen. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and he just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.